Welcome to the Long Island Abundant Life Church English Ministry Sermon Archive. This message was delivered on April 7, 2013 by our senior pastor, Reverend Hans Howe, on committing to strengthen our families. Good morning. In the past three months, I was teaching a Chinese school class, so I was not able to be with you. So it's very good to be with you this morning again. Uh, let's read the scripture from Ephesians 5, verse 22 to uh, chapter 6, verse 14. I'm reading from the NIV version, you can follow the Bible from that. Ephesians 5, 22 to chapter 6, verse 4. Wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body, of which he is the Savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in every form. Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy cleansing her by washing with water through the wood, and to present her to himself as a radiant church, without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one ever hated his own body. He feeds and cares for it, just as Christ does the church, for we are members of his body. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This is a profound mystery, but I am talking about Christ and the church. However, each one of you also must love his wife as he loves himself and the wife must respect her husband. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment of the promise, that it may go well with you, and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and the instruction of the Lord. Since my wife and I moved to New York, we have discovered the model of GPS. And all you need is just to answer, you know, your address, the zip code, and the GPS will take you wherever you want to go. Even if you make a stick, they will have this urgent message saying, we calculate you, we calculate so every time we get into the car and we have to go to a new place, we don't work. We don't even plan. We just go and punch our address and the GPS will direct us. Such a little gadget has been marvelous things. And to drive in a city like New York, especially at night, I discovered that without the GPS, I almost can't go anywhere. But with all of this, Model of this GPS, there is something 
that teaches us some lessons that, uh, you know, we need to be aware. Before the GPS, when we plan a trip, when we take it, you know, when we go somewhere else, we have to do studies, we have to plan for it, and not to checking the map, knowing exactly where we are, where do we want to go. There is planning, and there is a bit of picture of where you want to go. But with the GPS, you know, they give the, this little gadget gives you the instant gratification. You don't need to worry. The little thing protects you, protects you where you want to go. And the problem is that, you know, if we apply the same principle, the GPS to everything in life, and sometimes we are so used to instant gratification, we don't need to see the bigger picture, we don't need to plan ahead of things like that. And the same as today when we talk about fans. You know, the families are factors. Families are very important to all of us, our well-beings, our happiness, our sense of fulfillment. But in our time today, you know, we're talking about legal rights, we're talking about equality. We don't talk about the future of the family. We don't talk about the direction of the family and how family affects each of the family, you know, each of the family members. So today, as a church, we want to strengthen our families. We need to see a bigger picture of the, our family and where does the family go. And God has given us this design and purpose of, for our families. Our family is not just a place where we can get our rights. What is not a place where we do whatever we want to do. God institutes marriage. And He has a purpose. And He has the design for our families. This is the structure of the family is very important. When God created Adam, He brought Eve. He instituted this holy marriage between a man and a wife. And based on this union, the two will become one flesh. And God says when He created in Malachi 2.15 that His design with this union, this one flesh, is that out of this marriage that they, you know, they will have godly offsprings. The structural union, this design of marriage is very important. I remember years ago when I, in my student days, I was driving this older version of a Buick Riviera. It's a huge car. It weighs almost 4,000 pounds. I was driving with this re-engine, powerful engine, zooming around. And one day, one of my tires, I, you know, I got a flat tire. And I checked my, the trunk, I didn't have my, my jack was broken, so I called my friend to come to help me. My friend at that time was driving this cute cougar, which weighed about 2,000 pounds. And he drove, he, he, you know, he came to my aid and he, put, he took his jack out of his car 
And we try to jack up my fake new Vienna and try to remove, you know, and change my tie. As he, as we put the jack on his car, try to jack up my heavy Vienna, it was there for a little while. And we thought, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to change the tie. But after a little while, through our, you know, it was, it was right in front of us. We saw this little jack who slowly and slowly crumbled. And in the end, we failed to change our tie and also destroyed my friend's cougar jack. You know, that jack was not designed to support that heavy car. When the, you know, the structure of that jack was not strong enough, when the weight came down, it would, it would collapse, it would simply snap. And today, if we want to build our family, we want to strengthen our families, and today, you know, with all this legal issues around, surrounding same-sex marriage and all the other things there, we know someday, unless the family returns to the biblical concept of what a family is, eventually the family will break down right in front of us, in front of our eyes. When God institutes marriage, He wants the man and woman this union is one flesh, and it desires that out of this union that we have godly offsprings. It's very clear in Genesis 2. When we talk about families today, we have to go back to God's creation, the design and We're not talking about personal values. We're talking about this foundational truth. In our time today, you know, we talk so much about our personal values. As long as I don't harm anybody, whatever I do is my own business. Whatever I hold is true, is, you know, is for my own good. You can be whatever you want. This is the whole thing that changed the whole surrounding. The whole scenery of a big of a family in America. And uh, it will become a mess. We take heat and we turn and build our families on this typical foundation. And the passage we have we just read, we also know that God has appointed each member in the family specific role. Wives submit her husband. Now, Paul was not saying women submit to men. He was referring to wives and a husband. It is all within a household. Now, when, when Paul uses the word submit, the same word of Jesus, our Lord Jesus, submit himself to God the Father. So this word submit definitely is not out of inferiority. It's not out of something subordinate, but it's a being, a willingness. In our language today is more like a, a totally genuinely wholeheartedly respect. Wives submit to the husbands, and husbands love their wives 
And this love is sacrificial, like Christ loves the church. And then we talk about children honoring and obeying their parents, but also the parents, which here talk about fathers as representative, do not exasperate their children. This word exasperate means do not provoke your children to anger. Do not discourage them. Do not really like berate, you know, berate them. So in this passage, we talk about specific growth. And when we read this passage, we know that in the family, we do have expectations. The problem today, I don't see any any really overarching expectation of a family. As a family without intent. If we want to build up our family in a biblical way, if we want to build, strengthen our Christian concept, Christian values in our family, this has to be our intention. We have to do this with intent. Things will not happen. Just like this. If you want to go to certain school, you pray and you study. But amazingly and surprisingly, a lot of people get married and they get together and then they don't plan. They don't see. They don't want, they don't understand what a family will lead them to. So we, it is, in, you know, we need to have expectations from our families. But expectations by themselves have to be realistic. I, I came across uh, quite a number of couples and the wives who think when they get married, they can change their husbands. This is a totally unrealistic expectation. That your husband, or you know, before the marriage, if they behave a certain way, it is very difficult after the marriage to be changed. In fact, that's why in a marriage, it's really the, the lesson is to learn to accept and to support and to encourage. Now, of course, we do. We know we are not perfect. And every one of us has a room to grow, to mature. But sometimes we have unrealistic expectations. And like the parents, they have unrealistic unrealistic expectations on the children and sometimes they would exasperate, they would discourage them, they would hurt them and provoke them to anger. So, but as a family, we need to have certain expectations on how the family should be. When, when Paul talked about different roles in the family, there is a certain harmony in the family. There is a certain oneness in the family. Now this oneness is rooted in Christ. The reason that Paul puts this passage about family, which was considered like the household uh, rules or something, is because in the, in the previous chapter, Paul was talking about everything in Christ being united together in Christ. And this is harmony. And one day God will subject everything under the feet of our Lord Jesus Christ. There is this oneness in the universe, 
in God's creation, and the family is one important part of this thing. So, to strengthen our family, you and I need to be aware of and pay attention to our specific goals. And those goals are not conditional. It would be easy, you know, if we do our part only the other part fulfills his or her role. But there is no if. Paul does not say, wife, submit to your husband, if your husband took this or that. And Paul does not address the husband, husband, love your wife, if your wife do certain things to you. Likewise the children, and also the parents. This Rose a God appointed, a specific. Each one of us has to do our part. And those are not conditional. And uh, I sometimes I feel like you know, he's in America with the liabilities, insurance thing, everything there. We develop a sense of like a victim mentality. And uh, sometimes in the family, we think it's all other, the other's fault, our parents' fault, our wives or husbands' fault, the children's fault, that we suffer and all those things. Now it may be true that we, you know, we live in a difficult family situation. But God still has given us. In fact, He has to give us specific role. Is that don't look at this role as heavy, un, you know, unfair uh, responsibilities. Those roles God gives us is that He believes that you and I can make a choice to do something to contribute to the health and harmony of the family. So each member, each one of us, has our own role to play. But all these roles are not cultural. They're not political or economical oriented. They are Christ-oriented. You know, much of our debate today about the legal rights of same-sex marriage, in a sense, is really talking about the, the benefits or, you know, in the insurance or tax purposes, all these things. And trying to get married in this sense. And now in, in China there is this divorce thing about because they want to hurry to not to pay a heavy tax when they sell their house, their condos and things like this. A lot of today's marriage, you know, if you're not careful, can be so economical or even politically oriented. But the kind of marriage, the kind of family, the roles we pray in this family, according to the Bible, as Christ sent. The wives submit to their husbands as to the Lord. The husbands love their wives just as Christ loved the church. And the children obey their parents in the Lord. This is right. And fathers, 
You will not exasperate your children, but bring them up and train them in the instruction of the Lord. All these emphasis, all these focuses are Christ-centered. We have to develop a family, our values, our orientation. That's how Christ gave his life to us. How the most submit himself to the Father to do whatever the Father asked him to do. In fact, the whole thing is so. Uh, the word submit is in the middle voice in the original grammar. Now the Greek middle voice is very unique. The middle voice in the Greek grammar has something when the someone is do, doing something is for himself or herself and for his or her benefit. For example, if I use, if I just say it in English, I open the door. The English may not say you open the door for someone else or you open the door for yourself. But in Greek, you can, when I use the middle voice, like I open the door in the middle voice, that middle voice indicates I open the door for myself. I am doing something for myself, for my own good. So Paul using this word, the submit, is in the middle voice. When the wise, this word, the submit, is totally voluntary. It's out of his, out of the own view, out of respect for the husband. Out of her knowing that if she submits to the leadership of the husband, it would be for the family's good, for her own good. It's not something inferior. It's not something that she is really forced to do it. This is out of her own goodwill to do something for the sake, for the building up of the family. All these things, the role, God has appointed each one of us in the family with specific role. Now, what is our role? If you are children, the Bible says that obey your parents in the Lord and honor your father and mother. And as parents, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. I believe that in the months to come, we will talk more, give more specific understanding in these two concepts. For some of us today, we need to be aware of that. God asks children to obey and honor the parents. This is the right thing to do. It's not something that we take, we can take lightly. If we want to follow the road, we want to really be a Christian that can glorify God. This is what the Lord challenges us with. Sometimes, you know, it is, it is difficult to obey and to honor parents because we have our own view. And to put what, to have one person obey another person's will, it really is not easy. It's a very difficult challenge. But the Bible says here, 
this is right. This is the right thing to do. And uh, do the right thing. Call the family. And, and by doing this, by fulfilling our goals in the family, we can strengthen our families. You know, when the Bible tells the husbands to love their wives, this love is sacrificial. You know, when husbands love their wives, just as Christ loved the church, you know what happens? According to the text, when Christ loved the church, he was preparing the church to be holy, unblemished. In other words, when Christ loved the church, he had to focus the well-being of the church in mind. And by his loving the church, he made the church beautiful, presentable to him. So, when husbands love their wives, they can build up their wives. They can make their wives a better person. Likewise, when wives willingly respect their husbands as head of the family, they can also encourage and build up the husband. The challenge today is when we live in this world of sin. You know, when Adam and Eve sinned, the thing that happened in their relationship was that, you know, the man ruled over the women, and the women were trying whatever way they can, trying to influence their husbands in a sense. So this relationship already was destroyed, damaged by sin. So, by for the husbands to love the wives as the Lord loves the church, and for the wives to submit to the husband, respect the husband as the Lord, as to the Lord. In fact, we are doing our best to strengthen the family back to the creation of record. My children obey and honor their parents. They will make the parents' hearts so peaceful and happy. The Old Testament we talk about how God's heart was broken. And the Israelites again and again disobeyed his commands. God is like the Father. When his when his children disobeyed, God's help was hurt and broken. And he caused so many times for his children to turn back to him to obey him. Our challenge, our struggle today, of course, sometimes as children, we think we know more than our parents. We know better than our parents. And our parents don't understand us. So, we are in this struggle for this struggle. That's why sometimes we found we, we have conflicts, we have quarrels more than we have 
you know, peace and joy and laughter. Ask yourselves how often do we have laughter? Do we have fun in the family? And this is time to take inventory of our family life and humble ourselves and seek God's presence and help. And when parents don't successfully teach you, what happened? What happened when we fulfill our role and do as what the Bible challenges us to do? And this is power of love to build up, to edify, to make someone a better person, to empower someone, to make someone feel important and appreciated. We all have this God-given privilege and obligation to do just that. Strengthen our families. Whatever you grow in the family, you're not, you know, you're not helpless. You can do something to contribute to the health and harmony of the family. You can make your family a better place. And you can make your parents, your husband, your wife, your children better person by fulfilling your goal. Don't look to others as how come they do this and that. When we do our part, when we trust God, He will take care of our things. The important thing is, when we do our part and pray and commit to strengthen our families, I think God will honor your commitment and God will bless your family. And that's great. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you that you give us family. We know that the challenge of today, we need to pay attention to what you teach us about families and what our roles are in our families. Sometimes, Lord, we are so insensitive, we are so careless, and sometimes we just want to do things our own way. We neglect the role, and sometimes we do not build up our families, our husbands, our wives, our children, our parents. We ask for your forgiveness. We ask for your help and your empowerment that we can do the things that not only please you, but also can build up our families for your glory. Our family is so important to us. And our family's life affects us so much. So Lord, it is for our own good and for your glory we, as a church, make this commitment to strengthen our families and help us to pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.